Welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash podcast. I'm your host, Uppy. Uh, returning this week, we have uh, Pussy Slayer 69. I mean, Dodger. Dodger, how are you doing tonight, bud? <laughs> I'm good. I'm having a great time. <laughs> right. We, we've been having a blast talking hockey and just sports. And uh, you've been educating me quite nicely on a lot of things. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, I'm assuming you're drinking vodka. Are you drinking vodka tonight? I am. Yeah, I'm drinking. I'm drinking Svedka. It's. Um, oh, and I'm also drinking Pacifico. Uh, nice. Which is nice. also I would like to put on record much better than a than a Corona. But um, yeah, you know the Svedka is providing the juices that are going into these conversations that we're having tonight. Which for anyone <clears throat> that's listening to this, we did just waste thirty minutes talking <laughs> very deeply <laughs> and intellectually about some stuff that would have been great to record, but we didn't. It's right. probably the what third time you and me have done that, but uh, yeah. You know what it reminds me of, Dodger. You, I'm, I, you might be too young for Tenacious D, but uh, no. the Tenacious D song "Tribute," where they talk about it was the greatest song in the world, but there's no record of the greatest song in the world. Mm-hmm. We just had what was maybe the best hockey podcast ever that we did not record, um, and <laughs> you, you you threw some shade at. Uh, corona because that is what that was drinking uh, today was my first day drinking in like almost a week because i was on some uh, medication for tendonitis that um said i should not drink alcohol with otherwise i'd have like some weird stomach or intestinal a bit more fun though it, it, <laughs> in your mind at least your stomach in my mind it, you know in retrospect i should just went <laughs> for it but um my podcast beer is from slow brew um Slow Brews in San Luis Obispo, where you were recently from. You just left us for Arizona again. But I have Slow Brews Tio Rodrigo Churro Stout. So yeah. I love a stout. Is it strong? Uh, 7.5%. Not huge, <clears throat> not too dark, but churro stout. I mean, so good, yeah. Because I am actually a member of the Slow Brew Beer Club. So I get those uh, quarterly beer shipments and... This was in it because I mean, last time I think you were on when uh, Mrs. Dodger 2.0 introduced herself, I had the fat and slow, like raspberry donut one. Yeah. This also came in that shipment, this churro stout. So <laughs> it's funny. You go, uh, you go, I think you were on last time when Mrs. Dodger 2.0 was on. Yep. No, I was here. <laughs> I was absolutely here. But I think that was the last time you made it an appearance. I, maybe there's, you were here mm-hmm. in some time in June. No, I, no, I can't remember. That that was like that was like <clears throat> probably about four weeks ago. And I've only yeah. missed one in that time. Okay. But I do want to say I want to <laughs> elaborate on what you and me were just talking about. <laughs> Please, maybe we can by the way, like just to catch everybody up, we're talking about like the um, I guess the financial and community backgrounds on teams leaving and where they're located across all forms of sports start it started with the Arizona Coyotes now mm-hmm. and then we kind of moved into like Vegas as an example of what Arizona could be and right before we started recording right when we made the decision like God, we should just start recording now I'm right. sure we'll find something to talk about this happened because we were waiting for stash so stash sent us some like cryptic text messages like I'm trying to get on so we were Giving him time uh, to jump on, which he didn't. And then we wasted. Anyways, that's the context. 
Keep going, Dodger. Please continue. Uh, it's always nice to um, <clears throat> No, what I was going to say is that, you know, we use kind of the, the Vegas Golden Knights as an example of how hockey can prosper in the desert. And granted, um, although it was a completely unfortunate event, what we were saying is that the, the Knights were a little bit hung up on the fact that they thought that Taurus was going to be their main um, attendee to a game. And that the local community kind of didn't care because what Uppy you brought up was that people around Vegas that live in like Henderson or even the outskirts of Vegas, they don't give a fuck about Vegas. If like you, you ask them, oh, you live it, you yeah. live by the strip, they're like, oh, like you're you're a rookie. They're like, why are you asking me that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's almost like you insulted them. By asking. They want our oh, money, a lot of but they're not going to contribute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and and I I mean I get it. You know, imagine telling someone you're from somewhere, and every time they're just like, oh, oh yeah, this, and you're just like, yeah. okay, like, can you oh, fuck off, fuck. dude? I work at a restaurant. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, and then we we kind of moved into oh, but what I was going to say is, you know, that team, that organization, the Vegas Golden Knights. <clears throat> has done an amazing or did an amazing job when that shooting happened right before their inaugural season Mm. started. Like I said, players gave their time. The organization gave their time, their money, like their attention to this community helped out. Players were giving blood. You know Mm. what I mean? Like players were volunteering at hospitals. I mean, they did such a good job at like, you know, being involved in the community, which is something that is, it's almost like a silver lining. You know what I mean? It's a horrible, horrible event. And this organization and these players gave their personal time and efforts, you know what I mean? To give back to that community. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And um, so right there, they, they solidified the fucking community loving this team and, and they put on a show every game. I mean, they make it personal for every single fan that's involved. It's an awesome experience. And then we, we kind of moved on to the, to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, <clears throat> the difference between hockey and football, everybody knows football. True. Everybody knows football. Everybody knows what the fucking Raiders are. You know what I mean? Everybody knows that the Raiders are that team that's hasn't been good in a long time, but the fans are almost like Cowboys fans where they're like, oh, this is our year and they're passionate. <laughs> Damn boys. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> But the thing is, we're talking about, you know, one sport plays eight or nine home games a season with a great, awesome, you know, big stadium that's right in the middle of the fucking city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Granted, is is uh, uh, the MGM right – or I'm sorry, T-Mobile Arena with their, by MGM. Um, yeah. Where the Knights play, granted, is it right next to it? Absolutely. But that team – plays 41 home games plus playoffs, not eight or nine home games like the Raiders, you're going to fucking sell that out. Mm -hmm. You absolutely are. And it's right near Vegas. You don't need to park. You don't, you know, you don't need to spend 40 bucks on parking, 50 bucks, probably maybe even a hundred bucks on parking. You know what I mean? And so it's like two completely different dialects and, you know, ways to look at it, but turning that into like what the coyotes are, like it, it's just such a horrible job at management with right. that organization. It's it's that's kind of folks. That's kind of what we started <laughs> talking about. You know what yeah, I mean? So it, I wanted to, it all yeah. started with the Coyotes because Dodger just moved back to Arizona, and <clears throat> I made the joke about 
well, shoot. Well, if the Browns, the next time the Browns play the Cardinals in Arizona, I said, fuck, I'm saving myself a hotel, just track up a Dodger for the weekend. And then that kind of led us into what Glendale is. And then I knew, because for the longest time being an A's fan, I used to follow the website fieldofschemes.com religiously. Um, the dude who runs that is all about like stadium financing, yada, yada, yada. And I knew from following that website for years that Glendale financially has bent over backwards time and time again to make sure that the coyotes stay afloat somehow, some way. I mean, I'm generally of the ilk that cities really should not bend over as backwards as they do for uh, sports teams because the people who tend to own them are billionaires. They don't need help. But I do know there's a specific pride aspect and uh, Dodger and I were talking beforehand that there really isn't any more open hockey markets currently there. So it's not like there's a threat to move them out of Arizona, but they've been in Arizona for what, 30 years you were saying? Like, yeah, like I think just under 30 years. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, They're not like the Atlanta Thrashers who moved in and I've already moved out. Um. Yeah, so the Vegas, I mean, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I think for Vegas, it's a good thing. I think hockey started the pro sports market there because um, it gave them something immediate to latch on to because when you're talking, um, it takes a bigger dedication like you're talking. Like football, honestly, it's eight or nine home games. You could put – Sells itself. You could put an NFL stadium in the middle of fucking Wyoming and it's still going to sell out. Absolutely. Because you only have to do it eight yeah. times a year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the Raiders were always going to succeed because even if the Raiders sucked. Hey, but, I mean, hey, LA, the Raiders, it's literally only eight times a year. It's never a home game in the playoffs in, in Vegas. No. <laughs> the, the one time they went to the playoffs, they get to go to Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> but LA, I mean, because I mean, they, they had LA they could draw from because it's only eight times a year. They could still draw from Oakland. I mean, it's not that... I, I tell you, people, uh, whoever's listening, who might not know, NorCal to Vegas is like literally like a 90 minute flight. It's not that far at all. I mean, worst case scenario, it's an eight hour drive that still leaves you time to shit yourself in Bakersfield and still make it. I know I've done it. Hockey is a different story, though. We're I mean, talking hockey, out of experience here, folks. Complete experience. Um, <laughs> If you dig deep in our archives, you'll you'll hear the story three different times. Um, come up probably in the next couple of weeks. So go ahead. <laughs> Maybe about a month when I'm at my 40th birthday and I'll reminisce. I don't know. But hockey is different. Yeah, 41 selling out 41 times. I and mean, the hardest, the hardest aspect for any city is baseball because it's 81 dates, right? Or yeah, 81. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, tough. It, it's tough. But I mean, next after that is basketball and hockey because it's 41 and Vegas just owned it. And you make great points. I mean, about the, the players buying in Uh, being a Penguins fan, it was hard to see Mark Andre Fleury leave Pittsburgh. But as soon as he like, no joke, it was like a 24 hour thing. Like I'm going to miss Pittsburgh. Then next thing you know, he's in a Jeep in Las Vegas, just owning it. He took over. He did their first pick. Like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I know he's changed teams a couple times since then, but you're right. The the guys just went in, they took ownership of the team, made it not seem like we're an expansion, and then they ended up in the the 
the championship. I know well, they can lost. I, can I make a couple like points? Make all the, you just make, make all of the points. Please. I mean, God, what a great example you just brought up. Oh my mm-hmm. God. We talked about spending money on the stadiums on getting in, you know, being involved in the community. And one thing that I said again, before we were on the podcast is that you do need to spend money to make money, whether it be on the stadiums, whether it be in the community, Mm -hmm. but a big thing you have to do, you got to put a fucking good product on the ice or on the field or on the court. Mm -hmm. But right now we're talking about the ice, right? Which the coyotes have failed to do over and over and over and over and over. It's like a fucking eight year rebuild right now. Mm -hmm. A joke, but Let's talk about Marc-Andre Fleury real quick. Let's talk about where he came from originally, Pittsburgh, where he's fucking loved. He won three Stanley Cups there. Flower, yep. Yeah, no, he won two. Yeah, he won three Stanley Cups there. He was there yeah. for three. I mean, Murray he, earned the third one. Hold on. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. Did yeah. he start all three of those? Absolutely not. He started one of those, and it was the first one. But – that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about the Penguins before Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Flurry. Yep. Yeah. Nothing. People were like fucking afraid to go there. I would get made fun of constantly from my friends who are Sharks fans because Pittsburgh was so bad. Isn't that crazy? A Sharks yeah. fan talks shit to you. You're like, why? What the, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you real quick. Little Uppy was days old. They, I was watching Penguins Sharks Stanley Cup mm-hmm. final in mm-hmm. the hospital room when little Uppy was like a day old. So she came into the world as a winner. She did. Dude, absolutely. I, I watched the game. Would they clinch in six? It was six. Yeah. Six. I watched game six last night. I swear to God. Can't make it up, dude. I watched the whole fucking game last night. But let's talk. So. <clears throat> Anyways, Mark Andre Fleury, right? You get well, no, you know, it's the fun part of it. You know what I mean? We ramble a little bit, get a couple personal stories. Um, right, Latang. Well, I guess Crosby and, and, and Malcolm came first. Oh, those big four, right? The big four, the big core four. You got to have great defensemen, got to have a great um, goalie, obviously, and you got to be really good up the middle. And now you have the best hockey player that's ever lived at that point, Sidney Crosby. Now fucking free agents are like turning down bigger deals to go play in fucking Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? To go play mm-hmm. with these big names. Cool. Awesome. He goes to Vegas. They've never had an organization, never had a professional sports organization before. Mark Andre Fleury's there. He fucking rallies the city. Now it's a place that free agents flock to. Mm-hmm. Jack Eichel begged to go there. I swear to God, I hope that there's hockey fans listening to this so they know what I'm talking about. Jack Eichel was begging to go to Vegas, mm-hmm. right? Then he goes to fucking Chicago. Let's think about Chicago. Think about Chicago 15 years ago before Taze, Kane, mm-hmm. Duncan Keith. You know what I mean? Before those guys, that place was a shithole. No one ever wanted to go there. They, they, they were almost going to shut down the United Center, even knowing that Michael Jordan and the Bulls played there. Yeah. Because they did so bad with people coming to Hawks games. Now, even now when they're bad again, I mean, granted, they're not horrible, but they're not, they're not the fucking, the, you're not, you know I mean? if you're a black, not the legacy not, team. Yeah. You're not 
sitting around the table thinking we can win it this year. You're not having that. Yeah. yeah. But guess what? They're still selling out. The fucking bars around that place are still just huge up in arms. And then where's he now? Minnesota. Minnesota has struggled for so many years. They've even in the last, in, in, in say out of the last six years, they've been good about two times, two years of those years. And that entire time, people are like, this is a boring fucking hockey game to watch, which it is. Don't get me wrong. And this is the state of hockey we're talking about. <laughs> but now you got Flurry there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's just like the game, it it's weird. It's up and down. It's up and down. It's up and down. But the thing is, those teams that go down that are in good markets, like Pittsburgh, like Chicago, Chicago's on in the grand scheme of the NHL is a in his, a historic franchise. So are the Panthers. It's original right? six, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, and the Penguins aren't. Well, yes, Chicago. Penguins yes. are not. The Penguins, sure always, yeah. Penguins were the same expansion as the Kings in the sixties, sixty-seven. But what I'm saying is they're still a historic franchise. Mario Lemieux, you know what I mean? Like Yarmir Yager, they're historical, but they still got so bad at one point that like they were fucking bottom dwellers in the league. The difference now, teams have seen that happen, and there's teams that like try to get away from it and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. like. The Coyotes have reached the Western Conference Finals one time in their existence. The Western Conference Finals. They didn't win it. They lost 4-1 to to the Kings, to my Kings. Suck it, right? (laughs) What I'm saying is since then, it's just like fucking – it's almost like they're taking that old school dip that Chicago, that Pittsburgh took. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even have a legendary team. And these guys have had four different owners in seven years. Like it's just that's like, nuts. That doesn't happen in professional North America. No, it's just fucking insane. And and you said earlier, like the big thing is that these owners are billionaires. <laughs> fucking these guys get hand cramps like a motherfucker when it comes to writing checks because obviously <laughs> they ain't doing the right thing. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. <laughs> like these guys are. Uh, it's a disappointment to, to sports, honestly. Do you hear me there? I I heard everything. Hopefully, hopefully Zoom did too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, whatever. I said what I said. If <laughs> people can eventually put it together, <laughs> whoever does the editing will figure it out. Uh, so it's yeah. about the so what we're so it's April first, April Fools, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost playoff time, which is I will say this: like I, I pay for NHL Center Ice. And I don't know why, because I'm not interested in watching hockey in general, but I am interested in watching the Penguins, but most of their games start at 4 p.m., which is not good for me. But I will say this as a sports fan. I truly, honestly believe um, there is no better viewing experience than playoff hockey. You know, it's even funnier than that. What's that? Is that second place behind that's baseball. Think about that. There are some intense, like baseball. Yeah, because baseball is intense because it, it is kind of it is slower, right? But it, you live within those pauses of the game, dude. And pot. I'm not sure about you, but just living day to day, those pauses is where your brain can take over in the idle time. Oh, dude. So, so you're you're totally right. Like. Playoff baseball is second to playoff hockey. And those are the sports we don't give enough oh, attention yeah. to. We always oh, think yeah. Super Bowl, 
And, you know, like NBA is signal of popularity, but I know that you and I don't subscribe to the NBA, NBA per se. Because, right? Um, but yeah. No, like no, just, it's, it's a great point. It's an amazing point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing with, you know, let's backtrack a little bit. So go from number two, playoff baseball is like, in that moment, if you're a fan of a team, you're actually a fan. You're not just like from fucking Arlington and now you're like a Rangers fan and they're in the playoffs. Oh my God, let's check the scores after the game. Mm-hmm. No, if you're an avid fan of a team and you watch a game, playoffs is the one time in a year where you're on the edge of your seat every fucking pitch of that game, dude. Mm-hmm. Every pitch, all 250 pitches of that game. You're right on the edge of your seat waiting for something crazy to happen. A guy throws a good pitch, you're, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a, a, a umpire makes like a weird call. Oh, even though you have a bad angle, you can't fucking tell. doesn't right. matter, dude. It's like exciting. <laughs> and NHL hockey in the playoffs is such a tight, fast, skilled, but also hard-hitting, like, game it's like how hockey is drawn up to exist mm. playoff hockey is the most exciting sports experience you could ever watch doesn't matter doesn't matter i think i i, I don't think that there is or ever will be anything more exciting than nhl playoff hockey and if you don't agree save up money go to your closest team next time they make the playoffs Go watch a game from up above. Who gives a fuck how close you are to the glass? Go watch one in person. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, God damn, this is guys are moving 30 miles an hour on, on fucking a surface as hard as concrete playing with a puck that is rock solid surrounded by boards that are also rock solid skating on fucking blades. You know what I mean? Skating oh, yeah. on knives with clubs in their hand. If you really think about the definition of hockey, like, it's, it's just something special. Everyone's got to experience it. Not enough people get to. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then because I go back and think, you know, I, I've been blessed. Like, you know, the Penguins have been the most successful of my favorite teams in all sports. But it was actually our oldest who is now, he just recently turned 19. The night he graduated eighth grade was game seven of the Eastern Conference Eastern Conference Finals between the Ottawa Senators and Pittsburgh Penguins. That game went to double overtime. Double. Even, again, the aforementioned eighth grade graduate who does not care for sports at all was like, almost kind of like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, it was so yeah, intense. Was- it was like, holy fuck. Thankfully, like, Chris Kunitz got, like, the goal in the early part of the second period because just knowing that the net score wins, but you already lived through like an extra. God, help me out. Almost, a, almost it, another game, dude. Almost a whole another game at that point. Yeah, it's just it's nuts, and like no other sports experience has has given me that honestly. And it's just it seems like it's so much faster, it's so much more intense. There's more on the line, and it's just nuts. It's just nuts. God bless hockey. It's, crazy. it's not even yeah. something that I would ever thought I would have been something that I care that much about as I got older, but that's the thing I've held on to because emotionally that's the thing that puts me more through the ringer than anything else. But I have been through a few yeah. of those A's one game that the new wild card format in baseball, 
I love it and I hate it. <laughs> it's nice because it gives an extra team a chance, but that one game, take it or <laughs> leave it, is hard. It, it's like, why not just make it three? It's three right. now, thank God. But yeah. that, yeah, no, you're right, dude. Like, you're, you, if you're an out, you know, an out, and the thing is with baseball and the, in the format, let's go back to 2018, right? The mm-hmm. Dodgers and this is just because of the knowledge that I have is the NL West, right? Mm-hmm. So the Dodgers have to play a game to decide who wins the NL West. They win. And then the right. Rockies go and play that wild card game the next fucking day. And they just pitched their ace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now they got to play another team. That's a wild card team. That's been waiting a couple of days. They're rested. Some, you know, there's a sports argument on is it better to rest or is it better to keep playing i say it's better to keep playing so now you're like right you know but in baseball it's like not everybody plays your starting pitcher can only go once every five days dude right like it's just it's if you think about that that is crazy it's so almost like crazy to a point where it's kind of like unfair you know what i mean one team might be battling a little harder and now they just threw their top two and other number three's got to go but he's facing right. number one that's crazy, but I remember that year. I think it was 2018. I think 20. Oh no, no. Let's let's go 2019. The Cardinals had to play the Rockies in the wild card. Beat them. Uh, then they beat whoever they uh, whoever they beat in there in the NLCS. <laughs> and then there is that famous video where Matt Carpenter was saying things like uh, along the lines of. I don't give a fuck who we have to play. Fuck them. We're going to sweep them. Blah, blah, blah. They get swept. You know what I mean? By the fucking national. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. The nationals were a wild card team who then beat the Dodgers in five games Mm -hmm. and then swept St. Louis and then won the world series. Like the fun thing about baseball and hockey is that anybody could win at any time. Yeah. Football is kind of like that. You know, usually there's like a top two, top three type of thing. You know what I mean? This year was a pretty good mix. This year was a really good mix. But um, basketball, it's like, cool. Oh, coming out of the East is the box, and coming out of the West is the Suns. And that that happens in fucking – when does the playoffs happen? It's it's April right now. That, they they're they're going to start in, here pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, they make that decision in November. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, in what fucking, other sport? Because remember, it wasn't that long ago we had four straight years – of Warriors Cavs. Yes. And what other sport are you going to get the same two teams for straight years? None. And you could have called it in the beginning of the year. The, the sad part is we the beginning of all those years, you could have called it it's gonna be Cavs Warriors. It's gonna be Cavs Warriors. Like I mean did. all the experts did. Like they were like, oh, it's Cavs Warriors. They're like, yeah, Cavs and seven, yeah, and, Warriors and six. And when Warriors you were probably five. in diapers, you know, we got two years of Bills Cowboys, but we haven't had the same two teams in the Super Bowl two years in a row ever, let alone four. Granted, the Bills went four years straight, but besides the Patriots, who are literally an anomaly, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's ever been, let alone two te- like the two versus teams, like just one of them yeah. that has made the Super Bowl like consistently over like a five year span. Yeah, that's happened like. Never like the, the, the bills. Uh, other than other than the four years the bills went straight. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Other than the bills and and the Patriots in I think they the most they won is what three and they won three years. and four. They're 
let's say, what did Tom win six with them, right? Yeah, he got. They a won three in yeah. the first. They won o one, o two, and o four, I think. So they went three out of four in the very beginning. But even that was nuts, you know. That's crazy. That's crazy because it wasn't the same two teams. It wasn't the same team they played on the other side either. Like, yeah, no, exactly. And the thing is, every single Super Bowl that Tom Brady went to, or I hate saying that, but it's kind of true. Like, let's say the Patriots, just for the sake of argument, every single Super Bowl they went to was a battle, and they Mm -hmm. lost Super Bowls that they weren't supposed to fucking lose. They went to a Super Bowl and they were 18 and 0 and they lost the fucking Super Bowl to ruin the the yeah. to the Giants to Eli Manning. Oh, right. Like football's still a little bit more wide open than people think about, dude. That like, was beat Tom Brady. And that's not part, supposed to happen. The worst part that was the one year I was actually rooting for them because I was so sick of the 1972 Dolphins. I know, dude. No, I was rooting. I wanted, for the I wanted a perfect. A I was perfect like, just the, the Patriots got that close. So like, I was like, just let them have it. Just let them have it. But no, <laughs> it's funny because Eli beat him twice. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that just goes to show. Like there can be a team that's dominant. You got to think about it with the Patriots. I think he went to the to the Super Bowl. He won the you know the AFC Championship. I think nine times out of. 19 years, right? No, 20 years, right? Sounds about right. Yeah, I think it's 20. Yeah. Yeah, nine times out of 20 years with the Patriots, he went to the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, right? So that means as an organization, nine times out of 20 years, they went to the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. And won six yeah. times. And they were not easy matchups, dude. No, none of them. None of, I mean, it's not like they walked away with any of them. And that leads to like, and I'm not a huge Peyton Manning fan at all, but I recently saw, I, I think it was a tweet of his where he actually shouted out his mom and he said, without my mom, like Tom Brady would have like 11 Super Bowls. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's like true. Like Peyton kept him from two. Oh, Jesus. I'm like Christ, Eli kept dude. him from two. So. Eli, Eli kept him from two. But hey, oh. maybe Tom can explain where Arch Manning. Um, Oh, dude. Holy <laughs> shit. Who knows? Who knows at this point? Oh, yeah. Fucking, he might be playing against Arch, dude. Right, because, I mean, Arch is about ready to go into college, right? So just uh, He hasn't years. committed yet, so I think he might have one more year of high school. Oh, shit. Well, Tom might still he, be playing. So That's what I'm saying, dude. It doesn't matter. You only have to go to college for three years. This guy's not going to redshirt. Like, like, it's very realistic for him to play against Arch Manning and maybe even lose to him. <laughs> right. Oh, dude, it's it's just crazy. It's so weird. You know, when you think about it, it's so weird seeing Tom Brady in the NFC now. Like, it just throws you off. Like Still. When this will be the third year, like, and it still seems weird. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, people this year were like, I don't know, the Bucks, though. And I was like, the Bucks. And I was like, dude, the Bucks, bro. I'm like, they won last year. Like, and they have Tom Brady. They're absolutely a contender. You you know, I I think the NFC in football is now where um, the East Conference was in NBA for a while. And that there's no one there. Like, why wouldn't you want to be in the NFC? Because every good quarterback is, like, in the AFC now. So, yeah. Winning the conference in the NFC is just, like – Let's go. Take like, your, oh my God, Tom take Brady your easier path. Yes, 
Yeah. Oh, really? Did he? Yeah, I could have fucking told you that one. Who? Who do? You, who's he have to be? Dak Prescott. Fucking Aaron Rodgers, who chokes every year, anyways. Uh, Matt Matt Stafford. Yeah, dude. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> fuck right off, dude. Anybody who says that guy's <laughs> relevant. Um. Fuck right. Yeah, dude. It's just like. Uh, the AFC, as far as quarterbacks go, is They're all more there. stacked, more stacked than it's ever been. It got, I mean, it's no, crazy. Yeah, it, it was already bad, but then yeah, the AFC added uh, Matt Ryan, who is not terrible, not elite anymore. Oh, but the thing Wilson. is, Matt Ryan's one of those fucking consistent guys, dude. He could have been Russell the exact Wilson. thing. Dude, the Colts are sneaky good now because they were like a good quarterback away from being. Dude, Scary. they were a good quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl. I know, bro. and now they kind of have a break. Like, so like, <laughs> it's just crazy. If you think of the Browns, that's know. wait. Are the Browns in the NFC? No, AFC. I didn't think so. That's what I'm yeah. saying. There's another fucking quarterback. No, you're not scared of Baker Mayfield, but you're a little bit scared of Deshaun Watson. Are you not? You should be, especially with everyone else. I mean, it, it makes sense. After shit, he didn't. Uh, did they lose in uh, uh, what's his name in jo- Joku? Joku, no, no, uh, he actually he he got franchise tagged. Which don't uh, laugh, too, don't laugh at too hard at what I'm gonna say. He was the first person that the Browns have franchise tagged that wasn't a kicker. <laughs> okay, sorry. You didn't laugh. No, you laughed, but not too hard. Yeah, yeah no, the Browns, the only time the Browns had ever used their franchise tag was on Phil Dawson, the kicker. That is absolutely insane. I would never ever think about that. Hold on. What am I? Oh, no, they gained Amari Cooper, though. We got Amari they gained Cooper. Amari Cooper. I still, I still think there's a good chance Landry comes back. I think he's probably got to take advantage of like, that's the one thing that makes me a little bit iffy about that situation is that like now he's got, he can kind of fight for that number one money. Do I think he's a number one? No. But do no. I think his, his agent is going to tell him he's another number one? Absolutely. And after the deals that um, Tyreek Hill and uh, who else, who else really fucked things up? Tyreek Hill. And who, who went before Tyreek Hill? What um, wide receiver? Yeah, there was someone else who signed right. Um, oh, it was Devonte Adams. A- after oh, Jesus Christ, after yeah. Devonte Adams and Tyree Kill did their things, also I heard Jarvis Landry raised his asking price. I was like, no one was taking you before. Why do you think you're going to get twenty mil a year when you're a, a clear number two? Um, his, uh, his 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 agent probably went to LSU too. He fired his agent. <laughs> oh, he shit. fired his he's <laughs> he left his agent. Like, oh Jesus Christ! Dude, would I want crazy. him back? Yes, because he, honestly, he he is one dude. Um, I will say this, and I said it before. I'll say it again. Moving forward, I, I think him and Baker Mayfield are two dudes who I honestly will support 100% no matter where they go because I really feel like they both had a hand in changing who the Browns were. The fucking trajectory of the Browns, and I agree yeah. with you on that. I think <clears throat> Jarvis Landry is a fucking competitor. 
stone. Like it is so hard to get to get a wide receiver that is a competitor like that. Like that says so much about an organization. And same with Baker Mayfield. Like this guy, he says weird things in the media, and he does little weird things. And he even did in college. But like, that's a guy that I'll support for being a fucking competitor and changing the trajectory of the Browns. And I wanted so bad for the Browns to dominate that that division, dude. It's, I get so tired yeah, yeah. of hearing about the fucking Steelers and hearing about the fucking Ravens, Ravens dude. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, no, and I got you. And I even told Mrs. Eppie, and she didn't, she didn't kick me out or murder me. So I guess it means something. Because I, I told her, I was like, like, I'm not necessarily happy with who Deshaun Watson maybe as a person. But from a football standpoint, I'm happy about it because he is a clear upgrade. But I love Baker so much that I hope he actually goes to the Seattle Seahawks. And I was like, if he does, I'm buy- I'm buying that god awful neon highlighter green jersey with Baker Mayfield it's on. Brutal, it. but it's Baker Mayfield, and I, I I'm I not even saying I'll wear it, but I'm gonna fucking buy it because that that dude has earned my respect. Because you know what, like I, I couldn't tell you as being a Browns fan. How many times I've had to hear I've heard like quarterbacks go through the combine say they don't want to go to Cleveland. It was so much of a shit show they don't want to come here. Like fuck Cleveland. And Baker was the one guy who got up at the combine and said, if anyone's going to turn that place around, it's going to be me. And by God, he did. He didn't take us to the promised land, unfortunately. That's fine, dude. But that he organization. Gave, he that's gave the thing is that that organization. You know, yeah, dude, they needed someone that was going to do that. And I respect the shit out of Baker Mayfield. So people yeah. say like, oh, it's fucking Baker Mayfield, you know, against uh, like like the situation with Odell Beckham. I'm like 50-50 on that case because it's like quarterbacks do struggle. Yeah. It happens. And so do wide receivers. And a change of scenery can be good for both parties. I don't think that Baker Mayfield's horrible. Just like a lot of people say Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. He's good <clears> enough. I think he's good enough. Absolutely. But here's the thing that both of those quarterbacks that come from those two organizations is that they both dealt with like eight head coaches in the last like 10, nine or 10 years. A bunch of shit. A bunch like, of shit. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. So for, I, I appreciate that you say that about Baker Mayfield, especially being a Browns fan, because I really appreciate Baker Mayfield and his fucking competitiveness. I, I hope love the way he else. competes. He he gets a championship some way, somehow, somewhere. Dude is solid as they come, and to love yeah. a place like Cleveland. I mean, I doubt anyone from Cleveland ever listens to this podcast, but it's not an easy place to love. It's like loving Oakland. It's like loving Buffalo. They're different, but they're blue collar. But the people there are amazing. Like one of the best moments I've ever had. Um, because, you know, I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania. I grew up around Steelers fans. Not that there wasn't Browns fans, but it was mostly Steelers. Mm-hmm. Then I moved out here to California where it's a little bit of everything. Um, there was a day when Mrs. Eppie, the first time Mrs. Eppie went to the East Coast, mm-hmm. uh, we spent a couple of days in Cleveland, and I wore my Joe Hayden jersey. This is when they like had that god awful like different thing with Cleveland in the front. Yep. But I bought that shit with pride because Joe Hayden was a stud, and I thought for sure we were turning things around. And we went to um, what did we do that day? We Steelers. We 
Not anymore. <laughs> he's okay, a free, I'm sorry. He's, he yeah. spent three years with the with the Steelers. <laughs> he, he did, and the Browns won more playoff games in those three years than the Steelers did. Facts. What one? Yeah, one. That's one more than the Steelers <laughs> did. <laughs> it doesn't matter. One nothing, baby. Come on, that's one more. Uh, but so we went. So that day we went to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then we went to go back to Erie to go uh, go back and hang out with uh, my my best friend since like second grade, uh, Brent from Mediaville. We stopped at, in a town called uh, Minter. Uh, it's a suburb of Cleveland. We ate at Smoky Bones, but I, I still have my jersey on. And so we had lunch, and then I went to go smoke a cigarette before we left. And um, just some dude started talking about football with me because I was wearing a Browns jersey. And I was like, it was like so cool because, you know, I – Finally got to be around somebody who actually cared about the same thing I cared about. And it, it was the dumbest maybe five or ten minutes of my life, but it meant so much to me as a fan. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's things like that that make it amazing to have this passion or something and, ha- and to have a lot of knowledge and be able to put your <clears throat> your knowledge into that passion. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and, and I will say this because that was – that was before Low Uppy was born. So that was that was probably the summer of 2015, maybe because I think actually uh, Mrs. Uppy got pregnant with Low Uppy a few months later. And uh, then in 19, before COVID hit, we went to the Browns and um, Bills game. The the one year Freddie Kitchens <laughs> was the head coach. And it was amazing. The, the Browns won on like a last second, not last second, but like in the last minute of the game, the Browns went ahead, a Hollywood Higgins touchdown. And that occurred right in front of us. We were third row in the end zone, not on the dog pound side of the stadium, but on the west side. Yeah. And because <laughs> people ask me, like people at home, like knew I was going to the game. They asked me, but I was like, I could see the whites of Hollywood Higgins eyes in his like touchdown celebrations. He does the whole red carpet thing. Yeah. But that the emotion, the emotion of the stadium, like, and I soak it in. Like we we've been to plenty of Niners games. We went to a Niners game earlier that year when the Niners beat the shit out of the Browns, and I got all into it because I'm not sure about you, but when I go to a live sporting event, I just soak in all that emotion. Even oh, if dude. I'm on the wrong side dude. of it, like when the Niners destroyed the Browns, I was all into it because you know I was looking at the top deck. And I've seen all the Niners fans just like happy. They're just smoking their brows. Dude, I'm the same fucking way. It doesn't even, it doesn't matter if I have any emotional connection to the two teams that I'm watching play. I I'm the same exact way. I'll just never go to a game and just sit back and watch Like, No, I fucking love it. I love the the feeling and the, that vibe in the, in the audience. Like I love that. It was me and 70,000 other people who decided to do the same thing that day. And just the raw emotion of, what sports does to us as humans. I'll take that in any day. It's better than just being at home doing nothing. It's better than me yeah. being at home watching on TV, clapping and cursing by myself, you know. I mean, I mean it's I would take I would take that like over I mean fucking just about I I mean just about anything. Yeah. Like it's there's nothing there's nothing like feeling that raw emotion. You know, and that's why we put so much deep thought and like this, again, emotion, like you put so much 
never didn't think about things like we talked about the NHL today. And you're like not the biggest hockey fan, but because of that, like connection that sports fans have and that sports bring, you know, you and itself together. It's like you have the information and you, you know, you say the things that you hear and, you know, you say like, you know, the things that you've seen and I don't know. It's just crazy. Sports is crazy. But there's things that, and it goes even beyond that, right? Like it connects you to other things that were happening at the same time. It, it can be smells. It could be food. It could be music. Like there's like one, one of the times that Penguins won the Stanley Cup, I think it was the year they beat the, the, the Red Wings. Um, probably like was 09, 09 or something. Oh, like nine. Yeah. yeah. I remember exactly what I was doing that day. Mm-hmm. I remember I was hanging out. A friend called me to hang out, and I said, you will have to wait. I drove out to their house in between the second and third period. Like, but I remember the food. I remember the emotion of the day, not just from them winning. I remember all the other emotions, like the things that it ties together for you in your life. Like, it could be music, smells, anything. Anything about life just comes together in those moments. It's insane. It's almost like um, it's almost like like the feeling is unexplainable, but like your senses at that moment are fully explainable. Like I could, yeah, like you said, you could you could tell me everything that was going on around you, but like the feeling that you had, you could never find the words to explain. It's just it's the craziest thing, dude. Right. It's crazy. It's a different kind of love because you know love does the same thing. And this is just a different kind of love. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's honestly like, it's, it's crazy. Like you can try so hard to put it into words, but to everybody individually, it's different. But if you ask a sports fan, who's really a sports fan, like you can, exp- everybody can explain it a million different ways, but it's the same feeling. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, there's nothing, you can never put those feelings into words. You can't, it's, dude, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I have videos still of me watching the Kings win in 2012 and 2014, the Dodgers winning in 2020, like the Lakers winning, like, dude, I have Mm -hmm. videos, like I record all that stuff. And like in the, in the video, like I hear myself talk and I'm just like, I hear, you know, like my reactions to certain things. Let's talk about the, the Dodgers winning in 2020. Like I have the video of like me reacting and like me afterwards videos that were taken of me. And I'm just like, I felt so much more than like what mm-hmm. those videos say, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and Absolutely. but the thing is, it's like, I, and, and I could, if it was possible, I could re like, I could like feel those emotions again. Like the, how my body felt like not to that extent, but like, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a different feeling than I ever felt with any of those things individually. Like every experience is different. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I don't know. It's crazy. That's why people love sports, man. People don't, people don't get it. You know, it's, you know, and you hear these, like, you know, like you're on TikTok now, girls are like, oh yeah, go sports. Like, yeah. Look at you with your little like Jersey on you go, (laughs) you go little guy. Like, which you know, it's funny, but it's fun to be part of something that like really emotionally right. like it gives you, you benefit from it emotionally and you yeah. and it destroys you if it's not good it's it's fucking crazy well, yeah 
I believe me that there was a day and a time, uh, especially in my early to mid twenties when Penn state was really good where a Penn state loss may have, you would not have wanted to talk to me the week after. Oh, dude. Penn State Absolutely. Lost. You would not, it would have ruined my whole week if they lost. I mean, now I've grown up. It only ruins me for like maybe an hour, but still, I mean, nothing else does that to you in life. Nothing else. No. no, no and no. the best part is, like you said, you can reconjure up those feelings and those emotions from 2020. And I bet you 10 years from now, you can still remember every detail of the day the Dodgers won the 2020 World Series. And the 2022 and 2023, 2024, 2025. Hopefully, hopefully I had the same feeling for all those years, but <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But dude, you know, it's, you know, it's funny is that um, even now, like, that's a great point. That's a great mm-hmm. point. And like you say, you know, when Penn State would lose a football game, you didn't want to talk to anyone. And I've grown out of, how dramatic I was about it a little bit. I'll never tell you that I was wrongfully dramatic ever, yeah. <laughs> but I've kind of grown out of it a little bit. You know what I mean? To the point where I'm just kind of like, fuck, like, okay. Like UCLA football just lost to Alabama by five. Like, I'm like, we were this you know close. I mean? We were this that's, close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like now I'm like, okay, well, like kind of fucking makes sense. We're probably still going to rise in the ratings, but um, you know what like gets me now, which I dude, I'll fucking scream at the TV. If the Dodgers, the Kings, fucking the Lakers, I don't fucking gonna take that away. I, I love the Lakers, but I'm not watching them now. You're not right or like, yeah. I love the Lakers in the past, but um yeah. to say the Dodgers, the Kings, those are my you know, those are my two big oh UCLA football. Mm-hmm. Um you know, things like that. The 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 Rams slash the Eagles. <clears throat> You know, um, UCLA basketball. I fucking hate basketball and I hate college basketball, but UCLA basketball in the tournament, you would think I'm a fucking psychopath. If you watch (laughs) me watch one of these goddamn games, dude, you would think I'm a psychopath. And I'm still like to this day, I'm like, if they lose, Dude, they lost to Villanova, or I'm sorry, to uh, Gonzaga last year in the Final Four mm-hmm. on a on a half court fucking bank in buzzer beater, bro. I don't know right. that I I, I might have blocked everyone on my phone for a week, dude. I didn't want to talk to anybody, bro. I didn't tweet on my Twitter channel, mm-hmm. like which is like something I have to do for like my like business and money thing. Like, yeah, I didn't do it, dude. Like it was it. Thank God. Last week when they lost UNC, I didn't have a chance to watch that game. I was driving. I didn't have a chance to watch it. Thank God, because this move-in experience with Mrs. Dodger 2.0 would have been the worst fucking experience in her life. Promise you. I don't know why I'm so connected to it, dude. UCLA men's basketball. I'm like (laughs) fucking, I'm obsessed with it. And you've never seen them win. Like, I've seen them win in the early 90s. Never seen it, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Never seen it, bro. I've seen them. So I think when I was probably 12, 13, I think mm-hmm. they went to the Elite Eight ever since okay. then. It's, but they're always good. Like, they're always decent. You know what I mean? They're they never horrible. Yeah. yeah. And then, dude, last year. You know, like me, I always laugh. Oh, Penn State came with the 
couldn't even be the top 69 teams. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're ending it out. You think about like college football, dude. I remember I used to always just have this hatred for Penn State. I think it probably had something to do with the whole, you know, diddling situation. We'll say yeah. that to keep it light. But, dude, now I'm like, I watch those games and the passion in that fucking stadium, dude. I can watch any Penn State football game and I will and I will root for Penn State. I love it, dude. I would White out. Oh my we're God. going this year. Like I arbitrarily picked the Michigan Michigan game to go to, but I could change it. But like again, talking about those emotions, I'm like, there's only one stadium bigger than Penn State. In the entire big, continent, it's the big house, right? In the big house, and I'm not going to go to fucking Ann Arbor, but <laughs> I was like, you know what? I mean, I've never shared this with anybody, but I got to the point where, like, you know, Beardo was talking about how he wants to go to Alabama, an Iron Bowl game, right? Alabama yeah. and Auburn, oh, yeah. which is one of the biggest football games you can go to in this country, NFL or college. Yeah, and I got to the point where I realized, you know what? I've had my come up. I can do these things. We're going to take a long weekend this fall. We're going to go to a Penn State game on Friday or Saturday, a Browns game on Sunday, and fly home. It's going to be a long fucking weekend, but we're going to do it. it it's really, honestly, Penn State and Cleveland are only about a four-hour drive. It's really not that far. But, <laughs> hey, but that's fucking baller. Wait, did you choose a game? The Penn, So I – through my job, I have to. I, I already had to submit for my vacation for the next year, so yeah. I went. I chose the weekend because the NFL schedule is not out yet. That will happen early May, and which everyone who's listening will know because we'll do our yearly schedule prediction thing. Uh, I chose the Penn State Michigan game to be the one that I surrounded my weekend off. For. What a fucking game that is, dude! Yeah. I, I was too scared. I, I think this is a year where Penn State plays at Ohio State. I was going to say. I probably would have been too scared. To shoot. <laughs> Am I going to go that all that way just to ensure that I see them lose? But I figured Michigan's going to be competitive and close. But, yeah, to be there when they have, like, honestly, like, no joke, and I'm not trying to sh- throw shade at Pennsylvania at all. But the running joke in that state is – when there's a Penn State home game, that stadium is the third largest city in the state because they get about one hundred seven thousand. They get one hundred seven thousand. Crazy, yeah. It's Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and then Peter Stadium on that Saturday. Yeah. Dude, you know what we should, you know what we should do for the podcast? What's that? We should just do like a Joe Rogan style podcast one time. Because right now it's making me think like, I don't know why right now, like just thinking about sports, it's the, it's the most clarity that I have with any mm-hmm. thoughts that I ever have. You know what I mean? So right now I'm like, dude, we just got to do like a long podcast. We had to get someone badass on, do a long podcast, ask them about just random shit that they don't know anything about. <laughs> like right now I'm thinking like, isn't it funny how like, if you really think about it, COVID doesn't exist right Not now. Not anymore. Dude, I think it's gone. San, Bern- San Bernardino County, mm-hmm. for the first time since March 2020, didn't have a patient today. I haven't San like Bernardino f- County, dude. That's that's big. Like I don't think yeah, well, County, yeah, it, it's not. But 
I, we, we can say this for our audience. I do know this about San Bernardino County. San Bernardino County is larger than most states. Yeah, it's dude. It's huge. Yeah. Population and size. It's bigger than most states. Um, yeah, I, I think I've worn... And I've been the biggest COVID, like, do everything we can to stop it. Dude, wear a fucking same. mask. I've gotten three shots. Um, I've worn a mask once in, the, like, the last two weeks. It seems like it's gone. I mean... Dude, I know it's not, it but I don't see... Like, oh. Yeah, I, it's just crazy, dude. And I'll tell you right now, like, moving back to Arizona, it might as well not exist here, bro. I'm not kidding you, and... We know where probably that comes from, but dude, it might as well not exist in this state. Nobody, dude. It's funny to go to Top Golf. You have to wear your mask inside mm-hmm. until you get to your stall. <laughs> That's the only place you have to wear a mask. Oh, dude. Yeah, bro. And people, we fucking got there. People are, ah, oh, what the fuck, mask? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, dude, Christ. Like, that's kind of the difficult part about it. And this was like a month, two, like a month and a half, two months ago that that happened. They still have <laughs> that same like thing. So I'm sure people are still arguing with them. But other than that, dude, it's almost, I haven't seen a headline like other than today. I literally saw that yesterday was the first day since March 2020 that San, Bernardino County didn't have a COVID case, which is awesome. And I hope it stays like that. However, you know, I did see one about four days ago that said that there's like this new Omicron 2.0 fucking variant in the United States. I'm just like, okay, dude, it's another iOS update. I hate to, I don't mean to say that to be like insensitive, but that's it's a what fair it seems point, like. Though. It's a fair it's point. It's just like, it's a fucking iOS update every time it dies out, dude. I'm not hearing anything about Ukraine or Russia anymore. All of a sudden there's a new fucking variant. I'm just like, yeah dude no. like i'm not around people enough i stay to myself me and mrs dodger 2.0 or we don't do much you know what i mean we're still very yeah. cleanly like if you are just a decent human being you can probably pass up covid you know <laughs> so i don't know it's just crazy it's weird it's weird being back here dude because it, it just it I mean, I, you know, I lived up in, in California up until they, you know, about, I think they had lifted the mask mandate about two weeks before I moved, mm-hmm. which was a week ago, last Friday. And, um, you know, people were still wearing masks there, here and there. It was about 50-50, maybe a little bit, maybe like 60-40 not wearing masks. But here, dude, it's like, I see someone Nobody. wearing a mask, <laughs> like once every four times I go out to the grocery store and it's like the oldest person you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, like, so the reason I thought about that was because you said 107,000 people. I'm like, that's so funny. Like you think about that when like two years ago, we couldn't even have fans in stadiums and it's been a quick two years. 6,000, maybe 6,000, maybe. 12, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I remember the first game of the, 2020 NFL season. It was I that don't was the Chiefs. It was Chiefs and somebody. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember who they played. I thought and it was it Denver, and I they had 25 percent. Yeah. Dude, they had like I remember seeing the fans. I'm like, dude, there's like this is so weird. It was bizarre. It was so bizarre. It was so weird. Like, it's almost this, it's funny. It's almost it was almost equally as funny seeing like fans being in the stands and 
there not being that many fans in the stands. Cause I, cause I watched the, the fucking Dodgers win in 2020. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anyone there, but then when they played in Texas in the, in the NL uh, DS and the N or, and the world series, they allowed like 11,000 people there. So there was like kind of people there. It was like everyone's family type of thing. It was just like, okay. Cause you, you want to the stadium thing, where dude. there wasn't a true home team, huh? Yeah, it was just the weirdest thing seeing yeah. the, that Chiefs game. I remember it was at Arrowhead. Yeah. And we did a pod, I think, and that must have been the Thursday night game. It was. And yeah. we did a podcast the next night, and we were like, I, I remember we brought it up. We talked about it. I was like, dude, it was weird, like, seeing people at that game. And you could, like, hear the actual team communicate on the field for the whole year. Oh, it was dude, amazing. It was, it was crazy. Because I mean, we'll never have that again. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's going to be the story you're going to tell your kids. There was one do you, year. <laughs> do you remember the uh, Do you remember the NBA playoffs the Lakers won that year? Do you remember mm-hmm. that year? Dude, they played in like – like they weren't even fucking stadiums, bro. I remember they had all the digital fans, like people that yeah. joined in from Zoom. They played in like a box, dude. Yeah. Think about that. that was so crazy, and there was still the same emotion. You could hear everybody. Same with same with hockey, dude. Hockey, they played. I think they, they did. They did they the did. whole bubble thing where it was like mm-hmm. we're going to play half Toronto and, and half Toronto. Yeah. Yep. And and all the seats were covered by like sponsors, dude. It was just the weirdest thing. I remember in the in the NBA air in the uh, MLB, like that entire season when they started back up the sixty games. And the playoffs, you could hear, dude, a guy would like get a bad call on a strike. You'd hear him go, fuck, like all loud. Right. <laughs> there's no there's no fans that are driving you out anymore. Oh, dude, people were like, I don't know if we're going to be out of this for the next 10 years, bro. Well, f- guys are 107,000 at fucking at the, at the what, what do they call that? The the den? What oh, does Penn Beaver State play? Beaver Stadium. Yeah, but don't isn't there like a fancy nickname for like a funny I don't, nickname? No. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Completely makes sense that it's Beaver Stadium. They're yeah. called the Nittany Lions, but you know, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> Good old Happy Valley. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're we're totally going this fall. So there there's that at least. It's gonna be a long ass fucking weekend. But I was like, you know what? I make enough money. It seems reasonable for someone in my tax bracket to do something like this. So we're fucking yeah. doing it. So hell yeah. 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 No, that'll be great, dude. That sounds like a, that sounds like so much fun, man. So that sounds like fun. I think we've been rambling long enough. We, we've done a good job because we, oh, yeah. I mean, typically here up in the stash, we don't have game plans anyways, but we kind of determine them. And then, like the ten minutes before the show uh, tonight, we didn't even do that. We just we were talking. We said let's hit record and keep talking. And I feel like it kind of flowed. It kind of made sense, but oh, it worked well. I talked for an hour. You talked for about ten minutes. So perfect. <laughs> no one wants. Goes. Sorry. No one wants me talking more than ten minutes. So that, that's great. <laughs> so Dodger, good to have you back, bud. Um, glad you your move went safely and soundly. I'm going to be a little bit more sad here on out that you're not um only a few hours away but cheaper flight though cheaper, cheaper flight, flight and with yeah. gas being expensive it's it might it might even be better there you go i expect to see you next month for my birthday um <laughs> no ifs hands or buts uh with that said though uh dodger and i we, we 
we both thank you for tuning in week in, week out, especially for this one. And until next week, we wish you a happy April Fool's Day. I'll call you one of the